So are we rolling now? We are rolling. All right. I gotta, I gotta look up the trailer because I've gotta watch it on my end over here. All right, all right. Look, I'll thanks for visit. Thanks for visiting the stream. Anybody who's uh, out there watching, uh, this is get to the good part. Well, this is two out of three of get to the good part. The I'm... third guy hasn't read the book yet, so he's got to keep it spoiler free. Um, we're about to watch the trailer for the movie for the very first time. Um, not going to lie, Chris is probably going to cry a little. It's possible. Um, I'm going to try to man up. I'm, 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 I'm going to try to, I'm just going to try to power through it. I am so freaking excited. Dude, this looks good. Oh, this looks so ready? fucking good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It does. I, we'll, we'll, do, we'll do breakdown and stuff like that afterwards. I just want to get, I, I have to watch it now. I have to watch it now. So are you ready? Uh, I'm ready. So let me ask you before we get started, uh, just as a technical question. You're fucking not... killing me here, Chris. I know, dude. I know. I just I want to make sure that we don't hear you listening to it while I'm playing the trailer. You follow? So yeah. h- how are you listening to it? Um, I've got my phone here. Okay. And... You're going to plug your jack into um, it for your headset? Ooh, yeah. Yeah, that's um, what I meant. Yeah. Or you could just... just simply, well, no, I don't want you to mute your microphone. We want, we want the live fucking rest. So yeah. go ahead and just plug your headset into it. Yeah. I'm Got it taken care of. Uh, hold on a second. Let me get it queued up here. Oh, are you are you watching? Uh, not yet. Okay. Hold on. Now, now, you can't... I'm plugging. I'm about to plug my headset into my computer. Well, so. Okay. You do the the three two one. Uh, okay, I'll do three two one, and then I'll point to you. All right. Cool. Sorry about this, folks. A little last minute coordination. <laughs> oh God. Here we go. All right. I live here in Columbus, Ohio. In 2045, it's oh, still ranked the fastest growing awesome. city on Earth. But it sure doesn't seem like it when you live in the stacks. <laughs> they called our generation the missing millions. Missing not because we went anywhere. There's nowhere left to go. Nowhere. Except the Oasis. Oh, God. It's the only place that feels like I mean anything. A world where the limits of reality are your own imagination. For you to get your headset back on, uh, my hands are shaking a little bit. 
Dude, chills. Oh, <laughs> so good. That looks so much better than I thought. I was not sure how they were going to do that. Holy crap. If you were concerned before, you've got to be a little more relaxed now, right? You would think. I'm just, I'm absolutely vibed. So That was awesome. Ah, and they pulled in a lot of additional references. There was the... Uh, uh, the Freddy Krueger, which you got to imagine is probably like, yeah. a, uh, uh, like a profile that a person could wear. And they're just pulling crap in from so many locations. Well, see, and that, that's the thing. I immediately wondered that because when they're in that fight scene toward the end, right? Yeah, that yeah. looks like that looks like the battle. If you, but by the way, guys, we're going to be doing spoilers. Totally. So if you haven't seen the movie, if you haven't if you haven't read the book, first of all. Read the fucking book. You're gonna love it. It's, it's so, such a great book. So we can, but if you if if you're if if you're not looking for spoilers, like hop off. We love having you here. We hope you stay, but hop off because like we we don't want to ruin the book for you. Uh, so, that said, clear out. Give them three seconds. But that scene reminded me of the clan battle. Let right? me um, at the very end. Let me let me pull back. Can we can we do this chronologically and let me pull the video back to the beginning and step through it. Because I, I don't want to, yeah. Well, that'll uh, that'll, that'll put it into context, and we can kind of just kind of, yeah. There we go. All right. So first opening shot is we're pulling into the stacks, and this is a way better uh, image of the stacks than I think I had imagined. This this is pretty freaking like I wouldn't have even imagined how this would be possible, and this just lays it down beautifully. Yeah, the, I mean the, the stacks look just incredible. And I love that. I love that you you get that peek into the window. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Like when when he's when he's climbing down the stacks, and you you see inside that window, and oh, that yeah. woman's just like you know, just totally decked out in the spandex, doing like aerobics and stuff. Well, I I mean, it gives it, it paints the picture that that this is a world consumed by 1980s pop culture. I don't think she was in her aerobics, dude. She's on a pole. She's stripping in the oasis. Oh, I didn't know. Oh, I, I missed back. that. It's a, it's a second nine. Oh, that is hysterical. Oh, my God. <laughs> I thought she was <laughs> my She's doing her own Look at that. She's uh, sweating to the 80s. <laughs> so shit. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah, that's... Uh, she's got her headset on. you got to imagine, like, she's got, like, a motion uh, sensor of some stripper. sort. <laughs> that's, a, uh, that's a stripper. That is a... That Without is, question. <laughs> folks in the Oasis, no matter how much you weigh, you can be a successful stripper. I'm keeping that in mind. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I, I touch it forward a smidge. The next scene is, is him climbing down, and we're, we're in the trailer. I'm looking at second 14. And I'd always kind of wondered how there wasn't any description for how it could capture his face. But this did a really good job. It's, it's a thing that goes around the neck, scans the face for, uh, I imagine, to sync up the lips with the words being done as far as the facial gestures and whether or not, you know, you're getting angrier. Yeah. I, was kind of, I was kind of curious as to how they would make that bridge because they only described the haptic visor and the gloves. And here they've got this extra piece of equipment that kind of fills in the gap. So already you can tell that that Spielberg's like, we've we've got to kind of fill in the technology to answer questions. Yeah. I mean it's it's you know, it's it's kind of it's it's a departure from what I expected, I guess. I I, I didn't really know. I, I tried to just lay my expectations on the ground, first of all. It reminds me of those uh those headphone 
those headphones you see mm-hmm. that people wear at work and stuff like you know, where you wrap the Bluetooth around. ones right right yeah so i wonder if that's just the battery for that thing or so All that's right. that is a that's a nifty piece of that's neat that they're filling in <laughs> don't worry about it that shit happens they're excited too by god yeah i know <laughs> i i and speaking of which i can't think of any reason why this movie would be rated r is there is there anything you can think of were there any cursing? I mean, you know, hashtag in the book. Uh, yeah, that you can think of. I mean, I gotta imagine this is going to be PG. Th- PG I mean, there's like the there's board. there's there's like a two, and again, spoiler territory. There's like a two page description of um, how people find porn in the Oasis. <laughs> you remember? I I do, and we did when just, he first moves into his his apartment in Columbus. We did just see a stripper on a pole, or somebody do doing very fancy aerobics. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we'll call it aerobics. Well, hey, I mean, like, but that's a thing now, isn't it? Pole I mean, aerobics. Do that. Yeah, I, I think they do it because they recognize uh, strippers keep awesome bodies, probably because they're on poles. Well, no, I mean, it's it's it is like a it's it's a viable workout. Oh, I'm not saying I, it's not. I'm just I think it's like that thing where it's kind of like feel sexy and get a good workout. Do stripper aerobics. Or pole aerobics, or something like that. Uh, but yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't know. I, I don't pretend to know. You don't? Are you sure? <laughs> I, I don't. I don't. No poles. In your house. I'll tell you this. I, full disclosure. We'll get right back to the uh, to the trailer here. I have actually tried jumping and dancing on a pole once. Was it, it a fireman's was, pole? I don't want to talk about it, but I don't want to go into detail. It wasn't. Believe me, it wasn't anything that I was like Probably. trying to. Im- I wasn't trying to impress anybody because that wouldn't have happened. No, it was embarrassing, but that's it's hard work. It's hard work. You got to get on the pole. You got to throw your whole self onto yeah. it, man. Even even in the even in a virtual world, it's hard. I'm sure. All right, but anyways, we so digress. I, I've jumped ahead to second twenty, which really showed that kind of full facial scan thing. And keep in mind, folks, Ryan is he can't see what we all see. He can't even see me talking, which is to his benefit, really. But I'm behind the lag a little bit. He's he's jumping ahead to the moment on his uh on his phone. So I'm calling out the time and calling out the time to you as well. So if you want to keep track of it as well, you know, you can you can match up time too. But I liked how the little scanner just kind of does that full facial laser scope of, of uh his head there. And maybe that's how if you want to have a an Oasis avatar and you want it to look a lot like you, that you do that facial scan and you kind of have a, a base blueprint for what you could look like, and then you start to improve it, like you know. Removing the zits and that kind of thing, right? Which makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it does. That's that also, folks, is why he's looking down. This phone is probably down. Yeah, it is. <laughs> but do you see the the second at, at second twenty two or twenty? Yeah, love the the IOI glasses or uh, uh, the gloves that he puts on. Yeah, yeah. It's it, it's this is a, this is pretty cool. I didn't expect the visor to kind of look like. And you only get like a glimpse of it there, uh-huh. but it, it just looks like a, uh, it looks like a, like ski goggles almost, <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Those like, uh, just, it's, it's just the strap and just something very simple. Like I almost had in my mind something that just kind of like, you know, came down mm-hmm. or even was something simpler than that, because the way it's described in the book is that it's not like you're seeing an image really. Right. It's more like there's light just going directly into your eye. 
like yeah. a laser, and then painting the image directly onto your eye. Well, that's that's how they described it in the book, exactly like that, was that it was a laser being shot into your eye and painting it right onto your retina. Or maybe that was the more expensive version. Jump to second 25 and tell me what you see. Okay. Um, let's see. He's wearing uh, IOI goggles. He is. So IOI has gotten into the hardware game too. They're not just doing networking. They're providing competitive hardware as well. Which is something that we had discussed before too. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not just it's not just hardware uh outside of the Oasis, you know. It's not just hardware in the real world. Um this this is hard like they're they're building sort of like if you could imagine like DLC within the Oasis as well. Right. So they're kind of corner in the market on the inside and the outside. And and uh there's an interesting thing on his glove. It says VH and it almost looks like it says four, but I wonder if that's not like a like a throwback to VH1 television show because VH1 actually took over a lot of the 80s and 90s videos after MTV kind of gave up the ghost on that. Yeah, I, I, the the first thing that came to my mind when I saw it was virtual haptic. <gasps> Shit, okay, yeah, I could see that. Like, because like, those, I mean, they're referred to throughout the book as haptic gloves because they give that haptic feedback. Okay. Like you're, you know, so you can feel things within the Oasis. That's the point of those gloves, is if you can imagine... Um, yeah, when you when you play a console game and you've got your controller and it gives you that that sort of that feedback, that buzz when you shoot a gun or something like that. Right. Um, the way that I've always imagined those haptic gloves is like, you know, if it provides resistance. So like if you pick up a sword, you can only close your fingers to, you know, the bounds of what that sword is. Right. Sure. So it feels like you're holding it and it, it can even maybe simulate weight to a certain degree when you're moving it. By providing a little bit of resistance, I'm not really sure. I'm just uh, no. I'm, I'm imagining now. <laughs> that's that's pretty fucking cool. Like uh, I I love the idea of looking at the gloves here, and I could imagine that that you could inflate or you could stiffen in some way uh, the the areas underneath the finger. Mm. You see the sort of lining, and then you see an exposed tip, which would allow you to then work with mobile devices or to actually feel potentially through the gov glove on your fingertips. Kind of like those gloves in the wintertime where you have the fingers that come through. And even though it's capped on the end, it has that special right. surface for working with mobile devices. Well, and we're getting into um, right now on the podcast, uh, we're, we're actually getting into the uh, – we, we just passed the first gate. So we just we just faced the Sarak. We just um, we just got past the part where he plays joust against the Sarak and at the end of two mores. I mean, this, those haptics are extremely important. I mean, if you can imagine what it's like to play on a virtual joystick, yeah, right? It's, it's, it's awkward. It's clunky. It's, it's got to be kind of difficult. Without, you know, proper haptics, I'm sure that's almost impossible. Yeah. You know, because it's not like he's playing on a keyboard. He has to interact with the machine within the Oasis. So those haptic gloves and this, this whole setup that he has right here is super important. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but let's move on. Let's not talk hardware the whole time. <laughs> no, no, we'll jump ahead. So <laughs> nerd out on hardware. To, hey, time. you know what? We've we've got we've we've got a lot of video. There's a lot of details here. So I'm going to jump ahead to, to thirty uh, second thirty, the thirty seconds thirty second mark. Yeah, and I want to reflect back onto like that first thing you end up seeing, the 2001 you... Space Odyssey kind of thing. Yeah, like uh, uh, just this. I'm not even sure necessarily how that would be, but you have the description of the, the laser being painted. I'm really kind of in awe as to how they're kind of doing the interface 
because when I'm thinking about this, like there were also additional interface features that allowed you to like see emails coming through or screens to pop up in, in that virtual world. Uh, like a heads up display. Yes, exactly like a HUD. That's exactly what I was I was thinking of when I saw this. And then that feeling when you put the headset on, that rush forward into the new world, almost like you're like you're warping into that reality. Mm-hmm. And the rest of your the reality around you just streams out. Uh, really, it just pushed ahead to like second 33 there. So the next scene that comes up, I'm looking at, at Mark 34. What do you think this is from? This is the, this, I know exactly what this is from. This is from uh, Og's birthday. Yes. This is the zero gravity, zero gravity dance club scene. And, you know, when we've talked to people on Reddit, uh, on Twitter and in other places, this is the scene that a lot of people said that they absolutely wanted to see. Um, this is, this is a really great scene in the book too. Yeah. Um, we don't want, I don't really want to go into what the book, you know, this scene in the book or anything like that, but let's just take a look at it. I mean, it basically just looks like a bunch of jellyfish, which is, <laughs> I think that, I think that was the way he kind of described it in the book, didn't he? Um, I don't know that he said jellyfish. But... Well, the way that it was described in the book is that you were in a huge dome and that all the outside of the dome had its own gravity. So you could walk all the way around in this scene we see a flat arena. We do see people that are dancing above, right? but it's still in a, a horizontal format. They're not dancing, you know, some upside down. And then you have these floating platforms. I don't remember that described in the book, but again, a licensing difference here. This looks really spectacular. Where oh, yeah. We have separate platforms also floating up in the air. And I get it cinematically. It would be very weird to be inside of a round dome where everywhere you looked, you saw the tops of people's heads and then tried to look at the people in the middle. When you're using your camera, you're, you want to look up at people and not have the background look like you're falling, which is kind of what it would look like. But uh, so far, okay, so, so right now I think the, the biggest thing for me, okay, and what I want to catch out of this, because we're talking about, we're, we're, you know, with regard to the trailer, okay? So... This is our first shot. If you if you were to go back to twenty five, where we kind of pause for a minute, and he's putting on the haptics and everything. This is our first shot, and we don't. And it's kind of important to 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 outline here. We don't get a shot of his face as he's walking into the club, but he is walking into the club in the oasis. Okay, this right here, and this isn't a surprise for you know the scenery, but even his character, as far as I understand, is CGI. I think. Yeah, but the way CGI has gone recent years, it's they didn't dumb it down. They didn't make it look unrealistic for the sake of being CGI. I think this is going to be very matrixy. I think the real world is going to be dull and crummy, and I think that the real real world is or the VR world, the Oasis is going to be spectacular and bright and just over the fucking top everywhere. Yeah. I mean, it's it's you can I mean, and you can kind of tell it's it's CGI, but I I think, you know, it's Let's let's push forward a little bit because sure. I want to see. I would now, now that we're going kind of frame by frame. I want to see how that looks as we go on. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so, before God, we, that dance club scene is so cool. <laughs> I'm, I'm at I'm at uh, at at the forty forty second mark, and you have that panning up view up this what is now a cylindrical view. It seems like or a cylindrical room where you have uh, you see the people dancing toward the light above them, and that's just before the Warner Brothers logo drops into the movie 
mm-hmm. which is at you know point forty three. 44, yeah. So, so okay, so, all right. Take it to 45. the next point. Yeah, yeah. Oh, 45. my God. We've got uh, we've got the Iron Giant walking up, but to the right, who do we have? Oh, two swords? Ooh, I I don't... I, I'm trying to remember if there's a force field around a castle behind him. So, I'm thinking they're going to put the whole book in the movie, dude. Uh, it's either Daisho or, or... It's Daisho, right? Maybe. Or Show... Yeah, Shoto or Daisho? Yeah, one of the two. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, if it well, you think maybe one of them's well, operating. Resist spoilers. What is this? The spoilers. Spoilers are done. Like they, if yeah. you're watching this, chances are you've read the book. I mean, yeah, yeah. Don't even worry about spoilers. But I, I'd, uh, I gotta think that one of them had gotten past the certain gate where you're allowed to have Iron Man or the Iron Giant, because Iron Giant was one of the awards for the last for the second gate. Right. So right. maybe so this is like this is like pre-final battle, I maybe. guess, because uh, that's Iowa. That, that that seems to be Iowa's shield around Anorak's castle back there. That's what I'm thinking. Th- I always imagined Anorak's castle to be like in a around a forest. I was thinking like lush, foresty area. This looks very brave. But, but remember, it, but people have known where the third gate is for a long time, or not a long time, but long enough for every gunter in the Oasis to come in and occupy space there. Sure. So you're looking at a terrain that's been basically occupied by everybody in the Oasis. You know, whether they're participating in the battle against sure. Iowa. So you're looking at a terrain the that's been... Or they're just spectating, they're there. You right. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you can expect that the landscape's just trashed. If there were trees, they were gone a while ago. All right. Oh, I see. Well, it's <laughs> but it's the oasis. Like just because you trample over grass doesn't mean it died. Uh, you know. No, I know that. But I mean, it, but, but the thing is, is that you're you're probably dealing with in the oasis. They've described it as a reactive environment, right? Sure. So if you come in with a bunch of ships, you know, burning thrusters through this world. And then getting out and just clearing space for a giant battle, mm-hmm. you would expect that, you know, you've got a pretty clear space around the castle by this point. I guess the, the it's, also... The... It's, it's scorched earth. <laughs> it's scorched... <laughs> <laughs> Motherfucking scorched earth. <laughs> no trees, no one's alive, everything's dead, it's burnt, you're out of luck. Uh, I could see that. The thing that kind of I thought was odd here was that I, his back is towards that. Like, I, this is just an odd scene. So I'm wondering maybe if this is them... Going on a, a mission in the meantime. The f- yeah, the first thing that came to my mind when I saw this was actually after the battle, when um, when everybody just kind of gets you know blown to nothing, and then Wade is just trying to find his way out of that pit to reach the gate. Yep. You know what I mean. So this almost looks like the view up from that, but I don't think that's it because at this point. None of the people who are standing there would be there. Yeah, or the force field's still up, and the force field went down. Yeah. when all that shit blew up. But when I was when I was watching through the trailer for the first time, that was the first thing that hit me. Okay, all uh, right, let's move on. This is just a one part. God, so cool. So Steven much fucking. And Steven Spielberg. <laughs> okay, so so now we've got this little fountain scene here. So this is where he does the uh, he does the circle in the uh, in his car. I can see that, Chris. <laughs> Shut up. I'm, I'm describing it for everyone else, too, all right? In case, hey, guys, in, see, in, case you can't see, in case you can't see that, he's doing a circle in his car. <laughs> it's hard to I'm tell, sorry. all right? <laughs> holy Grail of Pop Culture. Is that what it says, Mixer? Ernest Klein's Holy Grail of oh, that's, Pop Culture. That's fucking awesome. 
It really is. It's more like the Library of Congress of pop culture. <laughs> all of it shoved into one book. Okay, so all right, guys. Now we're getting into the we're getting into the meat of it. You're gonna see what you're gonna Just say. Pass, we're getting into the good part. Yeah, we're we're, yeah, we're getting to the good part. Here's uh, your fucking scorch. Stay earth. on brand. <laughs> <laughs> this is the battle that we've been talking about. And okay, so frame by frame, let's just kind of go through it. Is all that right. Batman? First of all, <laughs> did you say is that Batman? Yeah. There is so much shit going on. Uh, I see a dude that's kind of like standing on top of a, a mech-like, like robot. a mech scorpion. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. He's freaking riding a. So I'm pretty sure it's. It looks like Batman it, with a sword. Uh, so I don't know what that. It's the Oasis, about. man. Fucking anything goes. It could Probably, be, bad. It could be it, Batman with an AR-15. Like, yeah, that's you're absolutely you right. Do whatever you want. You, he could just have the fucking scowl and cape, and it could be like Fonz. Right. We don't know. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. Uh, but that just... mech scorpion, it's so hard to make out. There's so much going on. Jesus. But this this Freddy Krueger shot. Oh, yeah, is, yeah. If you, if, if you haven't read the book and you're wondering what to expect out of this movie, this little clip here. Everything. Is, Everything. Is, <laughs> like, is it really that? Like, are there moments of absurdity like that? absolutely and i gotta tell you there there are a lot of haters to this book so when you go and you you know if, if you're new to it if you go and you do research you're going to find a lot of people in threads on reddit places like that that have nothing good to say <laughs> about about the book because it's so it's so derivative in a lot of ways it's got a lot of pop culture references this visualization here where it's like, what would it look like if Batman were riding a, you know, a mech scorpion and Freddy Krueger were, you know, were lunging across to take somebody out, in, you know, in fighting in a, this giant battle. <laughs> when you read it, it's like, that's fucking absurd. It is fucking absurd. When you see it, it looks it fucking awesome. Amazing. It's so cool. This, this is going to be so fun to watch. I love the portrayal. <laughs> That yeah. anyone can look like anything, like your entire avatar can be inspired and built as a composite of a million things or just embracing one thing. Like somebody comes in and says, I want to look like fucking Freddy Cougar. Boom. You look like fucking Freddy Cougar. Not yeah. only that, but I want to have his attack. I want yeah. his claw. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I bet that costs a little extra. Uh, but, <laughs> but looking ahead to to, to section, uh, oh gosh, just, just a hair after. I'm, I'm going forward to minute 101. After he blows up Freddy Krueger, and, and so much shit's happening, it's got to be dead on one on one. But there's a little dude off of the bottom with a with a, a rocket launcher that I swear looks like Duke Nukem. Um, well, they said Duke Nukem was going to be making a cameo in the movie. Well, it might be, it might be, because he's got the red the red wife beater, blue jeans, looks like a little buzz cut going on there, and the rocket launcher wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. I see that. Yeah, they did. No, I said I can't remember where where I saw it. If if one of you guys remembers, let me know. But there was it's a, at some point they uh, they said that Duke Nukem was definitely making a cameo in the movie. Come get some. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Matt Margulis actually posted that. In, it's in really Facebook, funny so it how made me giggle. It's really funny to me how often it seems like Duke Nukem comes up on this podcast. <laughs> We're not particularly like huge Duke Nukem fans. It just seems to seems to pop in there every now and again. It's, it's no idea why. It's horribly iconic in video games, just almost ashamingly so. 
So uh, I, I, I don't recognize all of the references. I'm looking at minute 103, and holy shit, that's H. Okay. Oh, I totally missed this. This is what H looks like? This is fucking H's avatar? Hold on a second. Easy there, guy. Okay, all right. Okay, I'm holding on. 103. Wait, the big-ass thing? Yes. Look on his, look on his vest. Look on his left shoulder at, at, at point one hundred three. What is it? What am I looking at? Well, you should see big guy grimacing, gun with sparks. Look on on look where you would see my. Just tell name. me what I'm looking at. A E C H. Where? Got to bring that phone up, man. I guess I'm missing it. I just got lucky. <laughs> Ryan Johnson said it looks like Voldemort orc. Voldemort. I'm, yeah, I'm sliding through trying to. It's it's rough to kind of nail that that one point. I get it. All right. Um, apparently, we've got we've got some chat happening in the uh, in the stream, and I don't have that up. So I'm sorry, Chris. If you see anything, will you bring it up? Any uh, questions or anything like that? Yeah, I've, I've noticed it, and uh, I've occasionally mentioned uh, a couple people that have mentioned some stuff. Cool. Uh, but I'll tell you what, though, um, I can probably capture the video URL at the current time and send it to you. I think this is a, an interesting point, so bear with here, and I'll get it for you. Yeah, no, get, see if you we'll just screenshot it and circle it, and then we'll throw it up on. Uh, we'll throw it up. Okay, but let's get back to it here. Okay, all right. So we'll come back to um, that. Yeah, now we get the "Are you ready?" Mm. and the army of assholes just running out to their cars. Oh, this is when the chills happened. I felt the hairs on my arms raising. They're not. <laughs> The same person, they're robots, and that's just fucking perfect. When you talk about like a modification of how IOI is consuming the Oasis, the idea that they are automatons, so they are robots and not real people, just kind of settles it even deeper. Well, I see. And now, the, okay, so here, here's a point for those of you out there who want to take issue, right? Mm-hmm. Um take issue with a departure from the book. Uh, they're supposed to have the default avatar look. In the book, they say, you know, every IOI stooge is just a, as every sixer is is the default avatar look. Right. Um, which is just, you know, like a, you know, a plain guy or a plain girl kind of, kind of look, you know, just stock. Right. Um, this is a big departure from it. I gotta say, though, it's a departure that I'm totally cool with because <laughs> it looks awesome. It's fierce. Like, like it, it also separates what look like humans, and, and you kind of get a feel for, and you also feel a degree of vulnerability with these seemingly invincible freaking robots. This just kind of harkens back to uh, uh, iRobot when you had just an, a legion of robots heading for them, and you knew that they were fast and they could rip your shit up, and who knows what other equipment comes popping out of those suits. Just um, And that and here's a scene where it looks like they're prepping to race, which kind of screams to me that, that they're not just involved in trying to police and take over. They are deeply involved in winning the prizes across all levels, even in just a freaking race where it should just be players in the Oasis Racing, IOI sends 100 people to try and win a race, and when they win that prize, it goes to IOI. So IOI uh, is like consuming the awards that are, are presented potentially for anyone in the Oasis. And I could, that would just fucking piss me off. 
<laughs> you know, it it would be as if you know it was like if you're watching, uh, if if you're watching um, what's the stock car where they go in circles and they always make lefts? NASCAR. <laughs> like if they're if really? you're watching NASCAR, <laughs> shut up. That shit just eludes me. Uh, like if you're watching NASCAR and there was only the M M&M and M car was the only car that was different than everyone else, and everyone else was on the same team. It's not fair. You're not playing against individuals. I just, I, I love yeah. this. I love, but, I love the angle they're taking here. I've not seen anything to piss me off. But a minute and 35 seconds, okay? Oh, we're jumping we've got We've got three people barreling through. One of them, Monster Truck. Chris thinks it's H. I'm starting to agree because he's in this a lot. Then at 135, almost exactly, We've got a motorcycle roll into frame, and you know who that is. Oh, shit, no. Hold on a second. 135, huh? Yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, that's yes, Artemis. it is. That's got to be Artemis. Without question, that's Artemis. And yep. you get a couple of really good shots of her uh, coming up here. This one right here at, uh, it's like 140, I think. Hold on. Yeah, 139, 140. She's got an Atari. When she does that that sick turn and like reaches to oh my god, that's so cool looking. <laughs> so she's got an Atari brand bike. How kick ass is that? Does she? She Let does. I'm gonna watch it back. I'm just gonna keep watching it, I think. Oh my god, that's so cool. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull it back and play it for everybody. Did they bring else. up the bike at any point? I think they did. I, I don't remember there being a, a race, but this might be a great example of how Artemis and H compete in the Oasis. Because they talk about competing, and and Artemis is just totally badass. You got to think that she does competition because her experience right. has gone up. So I'm just going to replay this part. Oh yeah. Oh, that slow motion slide. Yeah. Now the point that I want to jump in here is that at 1:45 and 1:44, we get uh, a picture of. The DeLorean. The DeLorean. So it makes me wonder if they've kind of reached that point together where now they're competing together. Because I don't think this is part of the race to get the... Unless they've really modified how what I, it takes to get the fucking key. Or unless I they're think all... This is, go sorry, go ahead. I think this is a getaway scene. I think this is... This, this, this scene is... This is a fight between them and IOI. And it might be... What I, what I would guess is that this is a gap filler a little bit for uh, later in the book when, you know, when they talk about how Artemis and um, Artemis and, uh, and, and Parzival mm-hmm. are, are basically going on dates and things like that. This, this could be, I think, right. Yeah, well, I mean, think about it. In the Oasis, it pretty much would be, for, especially for the two of them, right? Yeah. And it could be, you know, instead of... Uh, you know, instead of going out and like looking at beautiful scenery and all that kind of thing, their thing is to go out and just cause shit for IOI. Right. Where they go and they're just basically almost like, you know, like a rebel squad in the Oasis, just going and fucking with the Empire. And they're just going out and, you know, and doing that kind of thing. And this could just be like, you know, a lot of gap filler in the middle of the movie. It, it you know, it, exp- I think there is a good portion. In the middle of the book, between the first and second gate, mm-hmm. where he and Artemis are, you know, they're really fleshing out the relationship between Wade and Artemis. And uh, 
And it's it's interesting. Like I I wondered how they would handle that in the movie because it is sort of a I, I won't say a low point in the book because it is important, mm-hmm. but as far as action goes, there's really not a lot. And yeah. Really, for 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 several months in book time, nothing happens. <laughs> so you have to fill that with something, right? Right. Right. I think this is it. I I you know I'm 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 sketching back to 137, and if I could imagine a scenario where you have the three of them, they've obviously reached a place where they're beyond the first key. And let's let's assume that the movie holds at least loosely to the chronology of who finds the key where and when. Mm-hmm. Then if they're getting together and they're having a date, maybe they all sign up to be in this race, and the surprise that IOI has packed this race with their players with the sole intention of not just knocking them out of the race, but killing them during the race that now it becomes a a desperate move to another attempt, if you will, to assassinate them in in the arenas that they choose to partake in. Right. And and maybe this is maybe a, a it goes from race to assassination plot in this moment. Because at, at 137, it clearly looks like that you've got roads that jump and come over. And the scenes before it's set up like it's a race with the light countdown, the revving mm-hmm. and shit. So... I wonder if this isn't a situation where it's an assassination plot to to basically kill the three of them during a, a race that they otherwise would just bar, be partaking in in a date maybe of some sort. Possibly. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm really curious about that. We'll, but... have to see. we'll have to see. This is, <laughs> as far as, like, for, for those of you who are out there, big fans of the book, big fans that have just been waiting for this like us, this is one of those parts in the trailer that comes up where – we're kind of scratching our heads a little bit. Chris, will you check the feed? Has anybody given us any feedback on this? And call them out by name because I, I, I want to know who's talking. Yeah, sure. Um, a lot of these, a lot of, a lot of people watch us right now are longtime listeners of the show. And we thank you guys and love having you around. Um, a lot of, a lot of so people yeah, watch us right now are, let me see. Yeah, we've had a little bit of, of feedback. Ron Ford said over, I have over the years become tired of Tom Sawyer. This movie may save that song for me. <laughs> I understand why, because if you listen to classic rock radio, it's the only fucking Rush song that they ever play. <laughs> well, I mean, they play others too. Uh, but, you know, but they're that, gonna... that's the one that just gets hammered on. You know, I imagine that they're going to hammer on a lot of old songs, a lot of songs that hit in the 80s and the 90s that are yeah. really popular. So if you're sick of something, who knows? Maybe it'll show up here. Holy crap, cool. Check out uh, Minute 141 if you can, where they're doing, she's doing the slow motion side. She's got like a Sega sticker and a Hello Kitty sticker with a heart on it. Very Artemis, I'd imagine. Just just super freaking cool. Yeah. I mean, I get that this is a, um, uh, a, a female outline riding the bike here, but this just kind of nails down a certain level of personality as well. Yeah. Just super cool. Just like that, yeah. That it's, it's it, it does fit Artemis's character pretty perfectly. Um, All right, you want to take us to it, the next point? Are there any others? No, no. Well, I'll get to it. I'll, I'll pop them out if they are. Okay. All right. So here we go. We're we're cruising down. This is our first shot of the DeLorean too. Um, now Steven Spielberg mentioned that he was not going to put anything from, you know, his movies Liar. into Ready Player One. He wasn't going to allow it. Which to a lot of people was like their first battle cry of like what? It's, it's like, like no, you can't do that because there's a lot of reference to Steven Spielberg's work. The thing is, is, even I think even from that point, he said the DeLorean stays. 
So we we knew it was going to be in there. Um, the DeLorean's a big part of the book. Here's what I'm I not. See, here's I don't what I'm see not, the Ghostbusters symbol. That's exactly what I was going to say. I'm not seeing Ghostbuster reference, and I wonder if it's because they don't have access to that licensing material. Could be. I mean, that, that would suck. It really would. That would suck to take out any. Because I, I was hoping to see in that battle royale just a giant fucking Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. <laughs> oh, was that I mean? in the book? I don't remember that, but that'd be fucking no, awesome. I don't think it was, but like, like think about it this way. Okay, so that battle scene, and I, I did want to tie back to this. So go thinking back to that battle scene, okay? Right, right. You've got Freddy Krueger lunging out, right? Right. Like, I don't remember a specific mention of Freddy Krueger either. Right, but you got to remember if you go through when you get into the the final clan battle at at Aserax Castle, there are a I mean he was turning up the obscure the more obscure references at that point. Yeah. Okay. So you have to imagine it's something like that. They still have to make it accessible because what they want out of that scene, and this is just like in my mind, this is what I'm seeing. They want fucking where's Waldo, man. They want action happening. That's Waldo, but they want everything else to be worth looking at. You know what I mean? Uh-huh, and uh-huh. it's just, if it's something super obscure, they're going to be like, oh, it's a fucking robot. Oh, it's a ninja. You, you know, I mean, they're, they're, they're going to like push that to the side. But if you've got Freddy Krueger lunging at you, Duke Nukem shooting a fucking rocket launcher, you know, who knows, like Sonic the Hedgehog coming through and tearing people up. Clearly, they've got licensing from Sega. So <laughs> you might see a few of those characters in there. Oh, well, I got to imagine that every big business, Atari and Sega and, and Nintendo, is all of them are going to jump into the advertising bit. Like, this well, is a, Nintendo's weird about their licensing, though. Okay. They're really weird about it. But it's, it's an advertising uh, uh, battle oh, royale. Yeah. I mean, nothing is, is, is thrown out here because every reference is a point of advertising. Like, this has got to be raking in. Just from advertising bucks, gargantuous amounts of money. Like, were you were you in the '80s and somewhat significant? Well, guess what? That fits into our movie. It's not just product placement. You're a character. It's your time to shine. <laughs> <laughs> right, so, uh, uh, oh, I'm looking great. here. So, uh, somebody had mentioned that I think Matt Margolis had mentioned that he saw a Ghostbuster reference on it. I did see in the tire, and it's very blurry, uh, that it's an orange, that it's a red and white. So it looks okay. like maybe there's a, a red and white cross. Oh, or, I see uh, what you're talking about. Or maybe it's yeah. even like red with the with the or white with the red through it, like the Ghostbusters symbol is maybe spray painted onto the wheels or some shit. I'm Something. looking at Matt. If you uh, just just post in there like a like a minute marker, dude, when where you saw that. I'm looking at minute one forty three. And 140, let me try. Uh, yeah, I want to know what he's 144 said, is where I am. I see. Yeah, I'm sitting where you're at. But I want to know where he saw it. Yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, you get, a, you get a pretty good, you get a pretty good long view of the car there. And it, that's not the only shot of the DeLorean. I think you get a brief one right before that. Okay, it, yeah. It, in this moment in the race, those vehicles are so trashed up. And, the, I mean, the Parzival's time machine here looks pretty badly scratched and and a lot of paint traded so it might be not only that it's blurry but that it's just covered up and marred with, yeah with crap yeah okay Did so, he post it? We'll, we'll come back to it if if we need to um we got a couple people that see ghostbusters one person 
said uh, Aaron Margulis said that he saw the license plate that says Parzival on it. Uh-huh. And there's just uh, there's just so much, so much that happens so fast. Oh, super fuzzy, but I see I see the place where I, I can see the the bumper sticker, but it's very very fuzzy. I saw it. I saw it. Yeah. Did you? Okay. Yeah. That is so fucking cool. Like just the detail, the detail that is going to be in this movie. Yeah. Oh it's my god. It's going to be unbelievable. Unbelievable. Just, just wild. Where do you want to go next? Okay. Uh, let's just press on from where we were. Okay. So we are in what looks like at this point they kind of round that corner. Uh, from coming off of that giant flying leap. And they're in what looks like New York's financial district. Like, it it almost it looks like a Wall Street kind of situation. Or it could be like Columbus. That's that's what I'm really actually thinking it probably is, is the, the simulated Columbus. Because IOI has a, sim, a, a simulated Columbus, right? Sure. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's that's where their headquarters is within the Oasis. So I think what they're doing is, is again, you know, in tying back into, you know, them coming through and screwing with IOI. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, I, I read that, that, that race scene a little bit differently. I don't know if it wasn't just like IOI doing like a training thing and then them just coming through and tearing through the middle of it. Because when you see the beginning and who we're calling H, in the giant monster truck comes ripping up from behind to tear through them. So it's almost like it's almost like the three of them are like just just rocking through them. I could be wrong about that, and I probably am. I mean, hell, we're just speculating right now, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, but we Ryan. got these wrecking balls just swinging through the city, and clearly controlled by by IOI. There, Ryan Johnson mentioned that uh, when the IOI get into their cars, the ticker. On the side says the copper key, and he says he thinks that it's a race for the copper key. Oh, now okay. I'd be di- I would be I would be disappointed if that was the case because I really want to see them go through the the tomb of horrors. But he makes a good point because he said that that um it I think it was pretty recently uh, Ryan Johnson um, that that they say I can't remember I think it was Steven Spielberg. But if it wasn't him, it was somebody else attached to the movie. But they basically said, you know, how those keys are attained, uh, obtained or the, you know, the uh, challenges or the riddles, those are things that would change. Right. More than likely. Right. And you can see that, you know, I mean, that that makes sense. Oh, um, imagine it if would it would be a huge change. <laughs> imagine if if the race for a particular key and I got to wonder that if they get in the car Maybe it's that they've already got the copper key, and like a lot of peeps who who put gamer tags on, they'll have like a gamer banner, and that gamer banner keeps track of their accomplishments. So getting into that IOI car might not only give their number and their IOI, you know, the letters, the number IOI, but it might also give like a little bit of a a gamer brag point where it says, "I got the copper key," you know, like a sort of a status symbol. That that's put right onto the car to sort of rub it in. You know you're competing against other people now that have the copper key. Uh, that would be really cool if one of the keys was you've got to win this race. Yeah. But that would make it impossible for everyone to potentially get it, and that would be a strange bottleneck. I don't know. Yeah, it's. I don't know if like the ticker could mean like go go get the copper key. 
like that's what they're after like that's their their directive mm-hmm. let me go back i want to see that yeah, that was a good catch by the way man uh, i want to see that thank you great catch i want to see this bear with us here i'm jumping ahead i'm doing it myself so i'm jumping ahead to around minute 112 uh, i see it uh what minute uh, are you on i'm at minute 116 folks and i see it says win the copper key so maybe huh great catch man you said you see this at 116 116 yeah or if you could go a little bit ahead of that just roll into it from 112 is where i started okay uh, when they go outside if you look up at the top right and at the top left there's that like sort of marquee kind of thing mm-hmm. and you can see win the copper key. oh yeah i see that you see oh good i see catch, it. man oh that's, very that's good awesome. catch holy smokes well done yeah great point I love how their faces have IOI and their numbers are brightly lit. Like, there is no question who the enemy is. Yeah. Okay, jump me ahead. Where do you want to go? Uh, well, let's let's go ahead from the uh, – we're almost done here. Um, we're, you know, after we get past this little wrecking ball scene, which is pretty awesome, we see Wade rip his visor off. Um, anything to be – extrapolated from that scene i don't see anything really like in the background or anything the only thing that that i would say about that little scene is you know at what point is he ripping his visor off huh i'd like to also note something else that that almost reminds me of the sorrento part like what would surprise him so much that he would pull that that visor off that caused that kind of look of panic well, when he tells, I mean, at that point, at the point, that point in the book, he tells Sorrento tells him, "If you log off right now, I will kill you." And Wade pretty much comes to the realization that, well, if I give him what he wants, he's still going to kill me, because why would he keep me around? So he tells him to go fuck himself, <laughs> rips off his hat, his his gloves and his visor. So he's Chris, shaking. Remember? Yeah. So Chris Nixon says it looks like a reflection of Sorrento in the visor. Um, Ooh. Here's here's another thing. We're at at moment minute one forty nine here, and he's not wearing that weird taped up customized thing around his neck anymore. He has a very a more sophisticated piece of IOI hardware hanging around his neck. Yeah, good call. So this is after he's made a little bit of money, but looks like maybe still in the van. Yeah, it's still messy as shit. But yeah, he's still in the van, so this that that fits the timeline. Yeah, yeah, I could see that because he would have already started getting money. Coming oh, in. that's a good catch, though. But if, if you look at the visor before he rips it down, there's somebody sitting. In, yeah, I see what you're saying, man. <gasps> Holy shit, that is Sorrento. That absolutely is. Good call. Well look done, bravo. Like we would have gone over this a million times and started plucking shit out, but it's always good to have people uh, uh, to have people watching it with you to see what else they they pull out. Holy Definitely. smokes. That's great. Wow. Good catch, man. I did not see that the first time. You must have time. been watching that in slow motion <laughs> <laughs> to catch that. That is wild. Uh, that's not a bad idea. I might end up watching it in slow motion and take some notes, but that's freaking awesome. Great catch, man. That uh, is so cool. So, yeah, that's the point, that right there. So, I mean, it's not, it's not confirmation, but... You know that's that that gives a that gives a little bit of a nudge, a hint that that part remains in the movie where yeah. they blow up the stacks. And you fucking called it. You you saw it on his face, and you were like, "You pegged it, man." Where else yeah. would he have that look? 
where he's like, holy shit. <laughs> like, it could have been anything. It could have been him at a strip club. This, I mean, like, it think about it. Like, this is – nobody nobody gives a damn about Wade. And, like, you know, I mean, his his life is pretty awful. The stacks are a rough place to live. I mean, his life is kind of in his own hands every time he exits his hideout. Right. But, you know, this is the first time that, that the Oasis is really threatening him to a certain degree. You know what I mean? Like his activities within the Oasis are threatening his life. And it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a really gripping part of the book. It's one of my favorite parts of the book, actually. The the first conversation between Wade and and Sorrento, one of my favorite parts of the whole book. Just freaking surreal. It is. Yeah. You come out of that. Like I read that and I was like, holy shit. Like he, you know, he's not in trouble, but you don't know if Sorrento is is bluffing, and and then nothing happens. And as you read through it, or in my case, as Will Wheaton read it to me, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it, then that shit happens. And in that moment, you it goes from him being merely a threat to him being a real world life and death. This is not oh just fucking oasis. Like it bridges, it breaks the fourth wall, if you yeah. will, of the oasis. Yeah, that's right. great, man. All right. Great catch. Um, so then we get the title card, Ready Player One. God damn, that looks cool. Oh, yes, it does. Really happy with that. And then to to end it, to end it, we have the oh. crystal key. Okay, and I want to point something out here, okay? Um, if you play, or, or you're, you're, you're kind of moving it around for everybody they can see in the uh, stream, I'm right? going, yeah, I'm, wherever we go, okay. wherever we talk about, we go in there. Play, play the sound. For that part when he's putting the um when he's putting the key in okay I, can you hear it I, I heard it i heard like a chink and of course the background sound is the background music is just this shoom you know just it just kind of gets I'm talking loud about the and music shuts off okay well what is that from willy wonka when they walk into the factory on the factory before that ding 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 Okay, I kind of that's actually that's that. that it reminded me of Willy Wonka when they walk into when they when they first walk into the factory floor before they see the Oompa Loompas, uh huh, and he's singing that World of Pure Imagination song. Yes, is that little like xylophone part, and that's that's exactly what that reminded me of. That that little ending riff. I I can see that. Do we have anything else beyond that? I'm looking here. Not really seeing anything else. We've got Zach Penn and Ernest Klein, Steven Spielberg. Um, nothing else really. That was not a teaser. That was a full-blown trailer. We both lost the fucking bet. That was a full-blown teaser. I do want to point one thing out, okay? I do want to point one thing out, and I don't want to scare anybody. Don't be, don't be scared. Because we still haven't listened to the whole panel. I haven't seen the panel video yet, so I don't know what they talked about. We're just going all over the trailer now. Right, right. But they don't say March 30th, 2018. They just say 2018. Yeah. And it makes me think, uh, is the date subject to change? I hope not. Uh, for, for anybody who doesn't know, well, well, let's face it. If you're watching this, you already fucking know. <laughs> the movie was pushed back from December of this year, but they didn't want to compete with Star Wars, which was a smart move. Because they'd be competing for the exact same audience. Yeah, but but yeah, it's um, it's I, I found it a little bit weird that they didn't put the full date in there. I guess that that's probably me overlook, you know, over analyzing it. But well, it's like anything production wise. Uh, 
when it comes to development, they can throw out a projected release date. Mm-hmm. And marketing-wise, you want to plan for that. But should something happen, you don't want like that date nailed into a trailer. You know? Yeah. Because that's kind of one of those things It's like it's freaking out there. And somebody, you know, if you wanted to change the date, you wouldn't want some kid going, no, I saw the date in the trailer. It's right there. That you, They couldn't pull that out. <laughs> You know, I swear it's that time like some kids like camping what are, what are in front of the fucking do? movie theater. <laughs> they're camping in front of the movie theater. I know it's coming out tomorrow. I saw the date of the trailer. <laughs> no, kid, they moved it back. <laughs> Got to keep up. So, overall impressions, man. Overall impressions? Um, I mean, if you were worried going in, you got to feel a little better now. I, I mean, for me, it's... I think that there are going to be drastic differences between the book and the movie. There's there's no question. But I think the thing that I like the most about this particular trailer is that they had enough that, you know, you could recognize from the book to say, like, it's still going to resemble Ready Player One. It's still, like, it's still going to have a framework, you know? Yep. Like that little thing, it's, you know, you know, seeing Sorrento and the goggles there toward the end, if that's what it was, we're pretty sure it was. But that's that's a pivotal moment for setting up basically the second act of the book. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's still going to have, you know, a similar structure. Now, there may be huge changes. I really like that. Uh, he, was it Ryan Johnson that pointed out the uh, win the copper key thing at the beginning of the race? I don't know what that could possibly mean. I mean, that's that to me is just so fucking interesting. How do you incorporate that into the movie? I mean, we'll be thinking about that. And we'll probably talk about it on, well, we can't really talk about it much on the podcast because we don't spoil anything for John. We can talk about that part, though. We, can, we, can talk we have about passed that. the cap. We have po- we've passed the copper key. So as long as it doesn't touch anything else, we can bring it up with John. Oh. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, for me, I 100%, man, I fucking loved it. Ah, uh, <laughs> yeah. Ah. Uh. Chills. Fucking chills. Uh, it's so good. I don't know how John is not watching it right now. He's got to be. <laughs> no, he's no. He, <laughs> he's got to be so pissed off. <laughs> you know, he's he's just sitting at home. Sorry, right dude. Now. You can't watch the trailers for another 30 weeks. <laughs> oh, I, I don't know that he's going to care. I mean, does he? Is he a big trailer fan? Like, obviously not. Yes. So much. John lives and lives and dies by that stuff. Man. He loves it. Yeah, this no, this is fucking killing him. This is gonna hurt. I mean, this, I'm not, this doesn't give a whole lot of way that's a way that's in the book. Uh, like H is not represented in that way at all in the book. Artemis doesn't look like we saw her on the bike in the book as it's so far described. He, he uh, a little closer than what H did, if that's H. Uh, that's it. It's guaranteed it's H. But uh, I mean, it's it's a. Uh, I mean, the way they had her up was sort of this steampunky, you know, different clothes, and it just it looked different than her on the bike. But that's all we saw of her was her in a suit on the bike. So for yeah. all we know, that was just you know her in her racing suit. Who knows? Uh, or well, when she walks into the tomb, she has kind of a racing suit on. I don't remember that. See, I remember it being like like a mishmash of of uh, of like desert steampunk slash warrior slash laser gun shit it, it was like a mishmash of stuff read it through purple. it again read it again <clears throat> you'll see what i mean it did not come I, across like, that way to me the five times i read it i had and the I, one time we'll read every it time me. i've read it I've, i i pictured like a like a racing suit like a skin like a suit. blue like a blue skin tight racing suit it's with good. the 
the elvish sword on the back and the blasters at the hip with the sagging belt. I think you're thinking like, like a, a blue version of Kill Bill. Yeah, like, it, 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 it almost exactly. Almost right. exactly. That's that is yeah. not the description at all in the book of her. And on top of that, they say it's read back again. Read back again. You read back again. I, <laughs> I'm reading like now, uh, but no matter. Say? No, no what fucking matter. We, I'm not going to take up the time to go through right, it, but you know, right. I'll tell you fucking gonna, what. If you want to look it up right now, this... you go right ahead, and I can, oh, I can, I can pause guy. and shit. All right, uh, guys. Well, Chris needs to get something to eat so he can calm down. <laughs> He's getting cranky. Uh, I need to get off because it's hotter. It is hotter than hell in this room right now. I don't know if it's the heat or if it's just because my adrenaline is pumping. I think I'm just too fucking excited about this movie coming out. It's closer than you think. Um, uh, let us know what you guys thought on Twitter, on Reddit, on Facebook. We want to hear your feedback on this. Chris, is this video going to be up for people to see even if they're not watching the live stream? Absolutely. As soon as it's done, it'll be up on Facebook and YouTube to watch over and over again forever awesome. and Awesome. And we'll, it, we'll, we'll push out a, uh, an audio version of this as well, right? Yep. I'm going to cut to the it out. podcast? Throw some ins on it. It'll totally be podcasted. It'll be out shortly. Awesome. So if you didn't get a chance to listen to it, be here with us and or watch this. Um, you know, go, go ahead and get back on YouTube. It's up there. Uh, if, you know, or, or if you just don't have the means of the time, throw it up on the podcast, listen to it that way. I am so fucking excited right now. <laughs> Wired, man. I'm going to go dance with my kids or something. <laughs> just to, whatever you do this afternoon, have fun. And remember, our movie, it's, it's not going to be bad. It's, it's going to be good. We um, keep an open mind. Let's not get so worked up about it all the time. I'm, I, yeah. This that's, is proof. That's our fucking job. Actually, you don't get worked up about it. Let us get worked up about it. Yeah. Yeah, let us <laughs> let us get angry. No, but seriously, I mean, it, it's not going to be the same as the book. It's nope. not going to be the same. It's going to be different, but it's going to be good, and it's going to be by the same people. It's not fan fiction. You know, that it's if the movie's made, it's not fan fiction. It's it's Ernest Klein making a movie. So have have some hope. Um Again, I want to see what everybody thinks about this on uh, social media. Let me know what you think of this. Totally. Um, and yeah, so thanks for thanks for watching our first live stream uh, Friday, July twenty eighth. We will be uh, broadcasting live, doing this again. Uh, we're going to be playing through the Tomb of Horrors module at uh, Sutry's High Gravity Tavern in Knoxville, Tennessee. That's four hundred nine South Gay Street, Knoxville, Tennessee. Uh, we'll also be streaming live. Same uh, same. Same way you found us this time, we'll tweet out the link. We're going to be raising money for the Extra Life Foundation, so we hope you can join us then. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, so thank you again very much for joining us. Uh, signing off, then. I'm Ryan. I'm Chris. It's a soap overhead. <laughs> <laughs> See you guys. Take Bye. care.